Gonna start out with a little poetry this morning, and this is about as good as I get in poetry. It's, it's, a, it's a knockoff. It, it's a night before New Year's, and all through the house, not a creature was stirring, not even my spouse. <laughs> the stockings were gone, and, and the chimney was bare, and, and we were just vegging, just all sitting there. That's as far as I'm going. That's as I, 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 yeah, you got you got it all. That's that's the end of the that's the end of the poetry. But you know, well, that's it. Thank you. You're very kind. <laughs> that's it. I'm gonna stop there. When you get an applause, you just stop. You know. <laughs> well, you know, that's the way it was around our house between uh, Christmas and New Year's. All just kind of hanging out, and you know, we're sitting around in a circle. And as we sat around the circle on that Friday before New Year's, you know, we just. You know, we're having conversation, just talking about different things. And, and my brother came up with a great idea. Well, let's go ahead. Let's talk about our resolutions. Let's talk about our New Year's resolutions. The reason he wanted to talk about it was because he'd made a New Year's resolution. That's why he's not, well, he wanted to talk about it. So we're going to go around the circle. So he starts out and he says, you know, I'm going I'm to I'm read more this year. I'm going to join a book club. That's, that's great. You know, and then his wife, my sister-in-law, is sitting next to him, and she says, yeah, my resolution this year is that my son would get a steady girlfriend. Now, I, I don't know, and my nephew is sitting right next to her, so I don't really know how that's her resolution for him, but that, that was it, you know. And, and we keep on going around, and Julie, she's been re reading this book, uh, Marie Kondo Tidying Up, or that's not the right term term but you know it's a it's about tidying and she says you know my resolution is is to tidy up the garage i want to tell you tidying and garage around our house that, that's a misnomer uh, it, it, tidying it's uh, it's it's a herculean effort uh when you talk about our, our garage and so we're working our way around the circle and as we're working our way around the circle i i am not being filled with this spirit of resolution i don't want to tell you this is not warm in my heart I'm just filled with this spirit of resignation because I know where this is going. I mean, I know how this works. I mean, I've done this year after year after year. You know, I've done it with exercise and I've done it with, with how I eat and I've done it with reading and I've done it with my writing. I just, I just know how it works and I, I know where the resolutions end up. But my resolutions inevitably tend to end up kind of on, on the scrap heap, you know. That's, that's kind of where they tend to end up. I mean, when it comes to me and resolutions, uh, it, it goes like this. What is, is what is. What is, is what is. You know, when I make resolutions, what happens is I run into what the scripture this morning calls the power of conformity. And conformity is a force in our lives that forms things to continue the way they are continue, con, inform, you know, conformity, continue, a force that forms things to continue the way they are. Now, whether that force kind of exerts itself through your habits or habits, whether it shows itself through our memories of the past that just seem to kind of are so large that they can kind of, uh, dominate the present and kind of direct the future, whether it's a matter of my desire for uh, comfort and convenience, either the convenience of my comforts or the comforts of my conveniences. I'm not sure which way you want to go with that, but my comfort zone, you know. 
I mean, I don't like to get outside of my comfort zone. I kind of can, you know, stay, I like to stay in that. There's a force, I think, in all of our lives. That's a force of conformity. What is, is what is. And it's not simply about things that I've made resolutions about or that you've made resolutions about. It's about so much of our lives. So much of our lives. Relations to our family. Maybe relations in our marriage. Relations to our children. Maybe in our jobs. Maybe in our financial positions. Maybe when we look out on our world, <laughs> you just kind of throw up your hands. You say, what is, is what is. What is, is what is. The power of conformity. And then we hear the word from the scripture today where the Apostle Paul says this. Yes, that power is present. That power to conform is present. But there's also another power. There's another power at work in our world. There's another power at work in our lives. It's a power to improve, to grow, to make better, to change, to mature. It's a power that takes what is and begins to make it into what could be and what should be. From what is into what could be, what should be. And so he comes along and he says, don't be conformed. Don't be conformed. Be transformed. Be transformed. It is the power of transformation. And he says, we have that power in our lives because of the mercies of God. That's what he says in verse 1. It's because we have a merciful God. Because we have a God who is not only a creator, but a God who is continually creating. And a God who loves me and loves you so much that God accepts us right where we are. He accepts us in the what is of our lives. But you know what? He loved God loves us enough not to leave us in the what is of our lives. He loves us there. God doesn't leave us there. God brings us forward. God brings us forward into those places of what could be and what should be because of God's mercy. For you and for me, the apostle says, present ourselves because of God's mercies. He says it works like this. He says, because we believe in God's mercies. Present yourselves. The, the word that he uses this morning, verse 1, he says, present your bodies. I love the way that the message translates this. The message puts it this way. The paraphrase goes like this. It says, bring your common, ordinary, everyday, walk around the world self. Bring your common, ordinary, everyday, walk around the world self and put it on the altar. Bring the what is and put it on the altar of what could be. He says that's a living sacrifice. That's a living sacrifice. What is unto what could be. And we do that, he says, you know, do it every day. You know, because it's a holy thing. Because it's a spiritual worship. You know, we come to Sunday worship to engage in that spiritual worship. But then we do that same spiritual worship on Monday. Have Monday worship. Have Tuesday worship. Have Wednesday worship every day what is on the altar of what could be because we believe 
in a transforming God because we believe in a constantly creating God. And so we make that living sacrifice who we are every day. And he says, when we do that, here's what begins to happen. God does begin to go to work and God works in this way. God begins to change the hardest thing that there is to change. The most important thing that there is to change. The key to all change, what God begins to change is to change our minds. God begins to change our minds. He says, be transformed by the renewal of your mind. Because you see what begins to happen when you do it day in and day out, what is to what could be, what should be, what is to what could be, what should be. And you do it again and again. You begin to think, hey, what is is not what will be. What is can be transformed into what God would be doing, how Christ would be working, how God's love would be shaping in your life and in my life, how we would be growing in God's grace, transformed. And he says, this is the way that it works, that we bring that living sacrifice and we find how our minds are being renewed. You know, we're, this is in the middle of a, or the start of a series, and the way the series is going to go, we're going to talk about a new covenant, we're going to talk about a new commandment, we're going to talk about new heaven, new earth, new creation, we're going to talk about a lot of things new, but I tell you, it's all just a bunch of words, it is all just a bunch of words, until we begin to see that God really is at work, that God really is making something new, something new all around us, something new within us something new through us, that that is a reality. We begin to think like that, the renewing of our minds. And I want to tell you, God's up for it. That's why Jesus is born, because God's up for the challenge. Jesus was born not simply to save us from our sins. Jesus was born to save us for something, for something better, for the kingdom, for how God's love would, would be shaping who we are and what we do and what we say and how we live. And that's why he's born. So he could be born anew and afresh in us. You know, finished on that new creation, pure and spotless, let us be. You know, he's at work. Christ is at work in each and every one of us. Jesus is born for that. He's born to turn the water into the wine, to be the potter and with the clay to mold us, to make us, to shape us into the ways that could be and should be. You know, when we are there in that power of transformation. And I want to tell you, friends, the apostle this morning ends up like this. He says, when we make that living sacrifice, what happens is we will be living proof. When you and I make, begin to make that living sacrifice day in and day out, we will be living proof. He says, we will prove, we will discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. We'll begin to see it. You'll begin to see it in your life. Little glimpses, maybe not big things, just little things, but it begins to break through and it begins to make a difference. I want to tell you, I did make a resolution 
just to let you know. And you know, so I did have something to share when we were around the, the, uh, the uh, table. I, one of my resolutions was that uh, I, as pastor, I would kind of do more, go into the blogosphere, which for me is that's a, I'm kind of a 20th century guy, and that's a 21st century kind of a thing. And, and so, hey, this is great. We're going to do something in social media every day. I'm thinking this, this is a wonderful thing. And then I shamelessly dragged the whole staff into it. So, so, so they, have, they have a resolution too, just in case you want to know. And, and I just you know, confess that shamelessly before God and you and my company of witnesses. Uh, and, and, you know, it's just, but it's, we want to do something new. And no, it's not going to be perfect. You know, nothing new that any of us do is going to be perfect. You know, it's, but it's a matter of growing. It's a matter of proving. It's a matter of changing. It's a matter of what would be. We're stepping into what would be. And I'll tell you, that's not simply my, our story, my story, the staff story. That's your story as well. See, I have never met a Christian who, when they talk about their life with Christ, says, you know, where I am now is where I started off. The way the stories always go is here's what was. Here's what was. You know, but then God started working in my life. And you begin, whenever you hear the stories, they're always unique because everybody's always unique. And how God works is always unique, and what God does is always, you know, special to who that individual person is. But the, the way the stories go is kind of, this is what was. And then con- God's got me to what is. But yeah, I know God's not done. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's part of being a Christian. I know God's not done. I know what God is going to continue to do. God's going to continue to work, create. God's going to continue to transform. I'm a work in progress. And that's always the story. That's always the story. And it's my story. And it's your story. It's the apostle's story. He says it like this. Friends, don't be conformed. Don't be conformed. Be transformed by the renewal of your minds that you may be living proof of the will of God, what is good and what is acceptable and what is perfect. I'll tell you, that's the challenge of renewal. And God, may God bless us in that challenge this day and always. Let's pray together. Gracious Lord, we give you thanks always for your word. We give you thanks for the way that in and through your word you invite us into your will for our lives and for the ways that in and through that will you grow us, you shape us, you complete us, you make us whole. And so, Lord, every day we give what is to you, to what would be, to see how your love would be formed in us in a way that we'd be transformed in Jesus Christ, in whose name we pray.